Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Speaking of... Uh, shame how that ended. Did you see? Have you seen how the Chelsea Tottenham game ended with uh, Conte <laughs> well, I'm and just Tuchel? Watching, I'm just watching Tuchel and uh, Conte go chest to chest after a bloody Tottenham goal at the moment. They're off their heads. It's fantastic. Yeah, oh, mate, it goes again at full time. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Well, I've, I've read about it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. All right. Well, no doubt you can react when it happens. Uh, but we should move on. <laughs> we, we, we should move on to the All Blacks, Sorry, mate. Yeah, um, as you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently they've played uh, and they won, which is, you know, a novel. Um, so so that was good. Um, but I don't know that it's saved Ian Foster's job. But I'm just try- what I'm trying to work out, like, you know, we've talked to death about this, this situation and what they should have done and what they shouldn't have done. Why the hell are they calling a press conference at 5.30 to tell us they're not doing anything yet? Yeah, that was odd. Like, I think people are getting a, a, an idea of how he's at our role. Like... They've heard media types like us complain about it, just sort of, oh, you whinging pricks. But, like, they're actually starting to see the ineptitude and the sort of indecision and just the shambolic nature of everything. Like, if they had a coach lined up, he would be coaching by now. They may, in the coming days, be able to talk someone into it. But I, I don't see them changing. I don't think they've got an appetite to pay out this another lot of staff and hire a, a second lot. Like, I just don't... I think if they had their ducks in a row, the guy would have been gone. And uh, if you're going to call a press conference, then you've got to call it to say that he is going. And if you're not going to do that, then then don't speak. Like I just and like you know, the narratives change, isn't it? It's like oh, well, Fozzie was right. He did have a sneaky feeling. The team do love him. They're all behind him. Well, they've had bloody months to be behind him. They haven't shown an inclination of playing for him. They suddenly win one game, having you know coughed up a thousand in the process. And so he's the greatest coach and we're all behind him. Well, fair dinkum, they can stick that. You know, I just, mm. I just think it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm over it, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm even sick of the sound of my voice talking about it because I just hear myself complaining and saying, he's a drop kick and he's a moron. It just, aren't you bored of it? Oh, yeah, completely. I, I mean, that's the thing. If they were a half-decent organisation, this would have been resolved ages ago. Or actually, if they were a half-decent organisation, yeah. they wouldn't have been in this situation. No, and they've had ample opportunities to remedy it, and they never have. And as you mentioned, the Robinson press conference yesterday, like I was at the golf club, and guys were like, you know, he's speaking at 5.30. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Nothing happened. Well, I mean, just such a letdown. I just, what, I, I can't understand it. And a dear friend of mine works in the comms department there. I don't know how our friendship's going, given I'm not that keen on NZR. But, you know, I worked I went to school with him. I worked with him in newspapers. We were bloody good mates. If he's get anything to do with the advice they've been given then you know i feel sad for him because it's bloody awful yeah well i was going to say i think it was jim case who uh, said at that press conference mark what is the point of this i thought it was the best question <laughs> of the put of the press conference to be honest <laughs> and what was the point of it 
I, I there was, I don't, you know, a, a bunch of nothing, um, a bunch of platitudes, and you know, we wanted to keep everybody informed. Informed about what? You're not doing anything. But, oh, that we're like, making an announcement later in the they, week. Like, they just continue to undermine them at every turn, don't you think? And I, they're in danger of making Ian the sort of a, a sympathetic, even heroic figure who's sort of had to put up with an employer that's treated him shabbily and, and a chief executive who's sort of never instilled any confidence in his tenure. Like, that's that's how bad they're running it. They're going to make Foster a sympathetic figure when, let's face it, most people want them gone or never wanted them. So, that's yeah, it's an incredible way to mismanage a situation. Yeah, unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. So And it what... obscures the death match too, right? So, they, they played it right. Now, to me, the biggest thing that happened in that death match was the box made some weird selections, weird substitutions. Um, I don't know whether there's a, a political component to how they pick their team. I mean, there is to a degree, but like they just they dropped guys like Nia Carney, they they they, they, they benched Marks, and then they yanked people after sort of five minutes. Like I don't, they played an expansive game that wasn't what they did in Bombella when they totally dominated the All Blacks. Like that's one that to me South Africa coughed up. I know we meant to all stand in front of the mirror and our All Blacks look like a jumper and sort of rub the fern and, and say, well done, boys. But like I, I didn't think the All Blacks played that good. I'm, I'm pleased with them that they won, but I don't think it proved or changed anything in my mind. No, you're right there. I, I, I've got Brendan Nell coming on the show a bit later on, and that's one of the things I want to talk to him about is because that selection that was made, I mean, it felt like the Springboks really, uh, and to an extent, let the All Blacks off the hook. Yeah, they had an opportunity to bury them and actually take them completely out of almost the, the Rugby World Cup equation, and now they've given them hope. They've maybe even extended the tenure of Ian Foster. Like it's, it's well, maybe, that that maybe that was the plan. Maybe that was the plan. Yeah. Well, that guy Marlon Aronson, didn't he get Huntsy Crony to throw a match for a, a leather jacket? Are, we, are you suggesting that there's something afoot? <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting anything. Well, Hamish. how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I, you know, Rassi may be saying, "Look, you know, we uh, we could keep this guy in a job until the tw- end of twenty twenty three. Why we don't we don't want to don't want to embarrass him." Well, I mean, I tell you what, who I feel most sorry for though is the bloke that put fifty grand on the spring box to win at a dollar forty seven this week. Gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's divorced and really unhappy today. Certainly poorer. Oh, My word, yeah, no, no. Well, that that felt like it was a nailed on a nailed on result. To be fair, you know, as as nailed on as it gets, the way the All Blacks have been playing, going to Alice Park, having to play the box up there, I, I couldn't see I couldn't see the All Blacks winning at all. No, and is that why there was a, Mike Robinson was speaking because he scheduled something to say. <laughs> it's been a terrible run. This is another ignominious defeat, and he's gone. And then they won and. At least pull it off if he's not going to come out and say that. So, yeah, weird. Weird. Very strange, mate. Very strange. Hey, something else that came uh, out. Do you think they'll resolve it, like, in a solid way this week? I mean, I, I don't know. I, all joking aside, I I won't be shocked if the status quo remains, but um, largely because I don't think they have anyone who wants to do it, and that remains to be seen. I don't think keeping Foster would be a, a wise or a successful option, but... That's what I'm assuming is going to happen at this point. Yeah, I, I actually think they're going to make a change. Um, because, right. Well, I, 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 the fact they've said that everything's going to be announced at 5.30 on Tuesday or whatever it is, um, or whenever it's going to be, that they're going to make an announcement this week would suggest they've got something to announce, mind you. We thought that Sunday too. So, um, But, you know, 
it just feels like that there is something going on. I mean, Paul Cully did that story. You said, look, you know, if Foster doesn't go to South Africa and prove uh, prove everyone wrong, then he's he's been told to come home and resign. Um, so that would suggest they have. Sure, had... but Paul, with all due respect to him, he said that he was getting sacked after the Island series, and he didn't. Yeah, well, okay, true, true. But I mean, that would suggest if they're going to go, if you know, if Paul Cully's hearing that uh, from wherever you would suggest somewhere within New Zealand rugby, that they must have a uh, contingency plan. One thing that I know about NZR is they're really good at controlling leaks and there's generally been only one or two journalists that they leak to. I could name them, but I won't. Um, but people who follow rugby will know who I mean. I won't just wake up to a, a world exclusive. Um, old mate of mine, Sam Worthington, was at Fox Sports. Mm. We were over for a Bledisloe. He said, come out to a Pub in Surrey Hills, we're having a Fox Sport Daily Telegraph piss-up, but he, um, Buzz Rossfield and Paul Kendall be there, you'll love it. So I went to that, wake up in the morning for a world exclusive. Greg and Paul had a bloody bug in the All Blacks team room. I don't know, I, I, I know where he got the story from, but bloody ruined my Saturday morning, I can tell you that much. <laughs> I bet it did, mate, I bet it did. How was the head? <laughs> well, it wasn't that good, I got a call from Auckland saying, you... Dobie Barson, we sent you over there. They've got a world exclusive. It wasn't even just an exclusive. The Herald had a world exclusive. And um, it seemed like quite big news. And yeah, it wasn't the story that I had. So that was not a great day of my career, to be fair. Yeah, no, fair, mate. Fair. 